Ladies and gentlemen, hello there, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show, and I am, of course, Mr. Warren Hayes. I am, I am the captain of the ship upon which you, uh, you are all a part of, upon which we are all sailing down, and, uh, and, and, and unlike some other crafts, I will not run my ship into another passenger ship, injuring uh, people in the process. No, I will steer us into dry dock with a plum and and uh, a certain level of uh, of uh, of finesse. I have no idea what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. We are going to be talking about wrestling. It's not a nautical themed show. We're not talking about boats or skiffs or um uh uh. uh uh, mizzen masts. We're, we're talking about wrestling. Specifically, we're going to be talking about the edition of Monday Night Raw that occurred tonight, which is uh, on June 3rd, 2019. Already the month of June, fellas and fella. It's, and that actually means that half of the year is gone. And I did mention that we're doing this, that we're uh, talking about the show that happened tonight because, you know, unless uh, unless you don't know, Unless, like, this is literally the first time that you have uh, popped into uh, that you have popped into the show. Uh, I do these live every Monday night, eleven thirty p.m. Eastern. I hop on YouTube.com/slash Mr. Warren Hayes, and I do this live show for a bunch a bunch of people who actually do think it's a good idea to come and join me on my show and show up and be a part of this thing because we do have a live, very lively yet friendly, yet a little cuckoo <laughs> live chat. Uh, and we have a whole bunch of people here uh, uh, again this evening. We have, for instance, of course, Kristen Ashley. How you doing? <laughs> Anthony Suda from Spark to Death is here, is, is here as well. Metal 2006. Uh, Brian Payne is here as well. Maven Glean. Dave Profeski as well. Michael Stepney. Uh, uh, we have, um, uh, let's see here. <laughs> that can't be it. There's more people here. We have Joe Anthony, of course, who's here. We have Hawkeye, who's here as well. Uh, we have, uh, Ryan Smith, who's here as well. Shane Haas. Lots of friends of the show here. Lots of names. If you, if you come here regularly, these are all names. These are all regulars for people that we know. And therefore create these situations, these wonderful, wonderful situations where everyone can just have a good time because we all know each other. We're kind of like, uh, we're kind of like, uh, like, uh, when you go hang out at the rec center, only cooler. <laughs> oh, so there we go. So folks, uh, so, so we have the live show going and if you're watching right now, uh, or, or if you're watching on demand as well uh, on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, that's fantastic. You know, whichever way you want to, you, you decide to watch the show, that's, that's amazing. But all I would ask, the only thing I would ask is if you took just a second, a moment of your time to give this video a thumbs up, because that kind of stuff really, really does help the show. So I hope, uh, I hope you find it in your hearts just to, uh, just to thumbs up the video, but you know what? And here's the thing, and I, and I want to be very, very clear about this. I don't want to give the impression that I'm necessarily 
dragging you into here to try and get you to like my videos. Absolutely, because you don't have to. Here's the thing. If you want to help out, that's a good thing. But if you, if I do a show that does, you know, you feel, you know, Warren, this wasn't, it wasn't up to my, I didn't like it. It wasn't up to my, your, my standards, your standards, whatever. You, you can give it a thumbs down. The thumbs down is there for a reason. And it's, uh, it's democratic. It's the way the, you know, our, our systems work here in, in the Western world. You're entitled to do the, the, the dislike button. And, uh, and, uh, and just go ahead and, uh, and do it. But I mean, but. If you, if you do want to support, if you do want to support, please, God damn it, do it. <laughs> and then, then again, you know, maybe you're not even watching this. Maybe you're like, YouTube, what the fuck's a YouTube? No, maybe not. Well, maybe you are saying that and then you'd be, but I, you know, I can't judge anyone just because I know about something doesn't mean that I, I should expect everybody to know about it. You know, so I'm not going to judge you if you don't know what YouTube is. Not, well, I won't judge you overtly or publicly. But let's say you're not watching this on YouTube. God damn, that was a roundabout way to get to this. Uh, maybe you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, which is cool because the Mr. Warren Hayes Show is also available on all podcast applications. Google, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Podcoin, uh, cast box Himalaya. It's all look. Yeah, just go out there and and explore. Type in Mr. Warren Hayes. Subscribe. Yeah, give us a like, a review, of what however it works over there. Those are always super appreciated, and they also help as well. So I'd be, you know, I'd just be. It's just little ways in which you can help. Just just wee wee little ways, wee little ways. Um. Tomorrow, of course, is Tuesday, so that means I'll be back right here on uh, youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes to uh, do my uh, SmackDown Live recap show, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so be sure uh, to check that out as well. Wednesday means that I'm over on uh, Smack, uh, not on SmackDown, I'll be, that SmackDown will be done. I'll be over on FightfulSelect.com, which is the premium service to Fightful.com combat sports news website where you get your wrestling news as well not you can get boxing and MMA too but you can also get your wrestling you go to fightful wrestling and you get all that there fightful selects the premium service you buy you you buy in a little you you show your support you give the site like a little a few bucks and you get a whole bunch of extra content a whole plethora of the whole plethora of extra content as well uh including my own podcast uh, 205 Live NXT NXT UK recap show. You get Sean uh, Sean Ross App who does the uh, the uh, Fightful uh, report every week as well. You got Steven Jensen who does the Weekender non WWE programming is all covered there. Uh, and and retro pay per views. Sean uh, Sean and I recently reviewed the very the first Nitro, and that was a lot of fun. And that uh, Sean Sean just uh, released the video today. Uh, it, it, Probably one of my favorites that I've done uh, over on Fightful Select. That was a lot. That was a lot of fun. Um, so uh, so go check those out. FightfulSelect.com. Another thing you should uh, you should check out is a little thing called BellToBells.com. It, it, it is a website run by one Kristen Ashley. She's the editor-in-chief there. And she uh, she has assembled a fantastic team of people over there to write to write, uh, write about what you say women's wrestling that's all the site is about and it is fantastic bunch of talented people there outstanding folks uh 
We're also a lot of folks are here in the chat as well. Uh, very, very smart, beautiful, opinionated people. Uh, but it is the best place if you want, uh, if you want to uh, uh, have some women's wrestling coverage. Do exclusively that over there. And and I am pleased to announce that uh, very very soon our our AV club is going to be in full uh, in full effect. Uh, we if you uh, if you'd like to. Uh, uh, see what kind of podcasts and video content that we have on the way. I suggest right now that you head up, uh, you go to YouTube and you, uh, you, you, you uh, not necessarily to YouTube, but you do go. Here we go. You go to tinyurl.com slash bell to bells. That's B E double L T O B E double L E S. Hit that up at tinyurl.com slash bell to bells and that'll take you to the YouTube page. Subscribe there. So you'll already be able to get your videos. And uh, we're also in the process of spreading out into the world as a podcast as well. Uh, over on anchor.fm, we have our podcast page set up. We're also available on uh, Stitcher and Spotify right now. We're branching out into all sorts of other podcast apps as well. So be sure to look for Bell to Bells there as well because we've got some exciting stuff and not just yeah i'll be doing some stuff but not just myself we got a we got some we got some cool things in the works it'll be a good time so be sure or and if you're and if you're like why i can't remember all of these all of these things you want me to do perhaps if there was one place where you guys could promote all these things that i could follow just in one place that way i know whenever you guys do something new then i know what to do well then go to twitter and just look for bell to bells relax chum imaginary person who i think is having an anxiety attack because i'm throwing too many urls at him or her just go to twitter <laughs> twitter.com look for us at uh, bell to bells follow us there that way you will be sure that you'll be getting every single last detail event that has to do with bell to bells also this thursday on uh, on smart to death youtube.com slash smart to death we're going to be wrapping up the blazer bros and uh and and, and and if i'm not mistaken as well kelsey from uh, the two-faced podcast is going to be joining us uh well joining anthony Souter. i'll be there with uh with uh, jonathan pilquist jpq of uh, uh, No Particular Angle podcast. We're going to be wrapping up the uh, the best of the Super Juniors. We're going to be giving our final impressions uh, because this one's coming to a... It's, kind of, it's wrapping up, folks. So the best of the Super Juniors, New Japan, is going to be, again, a good time to talk about something else other than WWE. That's always fun. And it's a good time with uh, with John and Anthony. Kelsey's fantastic as well. We're going to have a good time. It's going to be, going to be a, a good time. And that's going to be on the Smart to Death channel youtube.com slash mark to death or follow anthony because he's a solo guy now he uh perhaps you've heard anthony anthony is uh, he's flying on his own he's been uncaged his uh his uh his, no longer are his wings clipped he now soars like a beautiful cardinal a a streak of crimson across a blue sky of hope that is what anthony Souter is not smart to death so be sure to be sure to follow there and come come listen to us talk about all sorts of nonsense regarding juice robinson <laughs> this thursday among other things 
Uh, so that so that'll be so that'll be a good time. Oh, look at that, Blaine Mendoza, the world's most handsome mod, is in the chat. He just popped in. It's good to see you, Blaine. And it's gonna be a good time. Speaking of good times, that was not what happened on Raw today. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! This was uh, it wasn't it wasn't awful. It was just it's one of those. It's a go home show, right? Essentially, a go home show to a pay per view that I. I just Um, anyway, the, the lead in here, let's, let's just get this out of the way right now because I, I do, I'm just going to get it out of the way right now. This weekend, Stephanie McMahon took to, took to social media and she, uh, she started talking about, um, uh, she started talking about how. Brock Lesnar was disrespecting the Money in the Bank briefcase, right? Uh, because uh, because he wasn't fixated on you know on what he uh, on on because he wasn't fixated exactly on where he should cash in, and he was you know being an asshole essentially is what she was saying, and uh, uh, there had to be some corporate intervention that the McMahon family was going to have to do something this Monday on Raw to remedy the situation. And then Paul Heyman, uh, over the course of the weekend as well, went to onto social media saying basically that he guaranteed that, uh, that Brock Lesnar was going to cash in on Monday. Now this, of course, is stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid because that is a, not knowing when someone is going to cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase is the exact purpose of the Money in the Bank briefcase. It is to create surprise and spontaneity and uh, moments of unexpected occurrences. Yes, you can gift that. Um... <laughs> This is, this is the thing. This is really the thing here, which is really, really moronic because, okay. <laughs> Not too long ago, we had heard, you know, that over the past couple of years, WWE had been disappointed with how the Money in the Bank briefcases turned out and with reason. Two years ago, uh, it was Baron Corbin who had the briefcase and that all fizzled out because he apparently ran into some trouble and he got de-pushed. Remember, right? He got squashed, essentially. His, his, his cash-in never worked. That's one thing. The second thing is that... Uh, the second thing that happened is that... Um, uh, the, the second thing that happened last year was Braun's weird cash-in where he came in at SummerSlam and just hung around and then decided that he was going to cash-in on a specific day. And that just take, takes away the entire sheen of it, right? And now they're doing the exact same thing this way. This year, I really, really thought that it was a fantastic idea to put it on Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar being, being booked as the beast he is 
having him just walk around with the briefcase and being able to pop up at any given moment is absolutely insane. And of course it creates paranoia. It makes you wonder, ooh, what's going to happen next because it's Brock. It was the perfect way for uh, to, to, to keep Brock interesting. But then they decide to, uh, no, no, we're, we're, we're going to plan this out. We're, we're, uh, the, the McMahons are going are, are gonna, to uh, show that, he, that he's uh, showing, uh, uh, the, the McMahons are going to cut in here and sh- say, no, you're showing disrespect to the, to, the, to, the, uh, uh, to the briefcase. But that's essentially what he should be doing. That's essentially what he should be doing. That is just going around and popping his head out. I was like, hey, am I going to cash in? Am I going to cash in? Nah, not today. And then walk back. That's what it's for. And I was thinking this was a fantastic way if they want to use Brock, you know, and if Brock is still in the limited date uh, engagement thing. Well, I mean, that's that's a fantastic, absolutely, absolutely fantastic way to do it. Because he, um, it's a fantastic way to do it because he, uh, because then you can keep him off television. It stays storyline. And then when he does pop back, then people get legitimately excited because they know that the briefcase is there. And then we as fans, then we get to speculate. You're like, well, oh, okay, well, this pay-per-view is coming up. Is Brock going to cash in here? Yes, no, yes, no. I don't understand why why this this was even considered as an angle because it just it doesn't make sense uh, on a purely storyline sense or at least in relation to what the Money in the Bank briefcase is. But then it doesn't even make sense to try and because you 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 it doesn't make sense in trying to keep interest in something. You know what I mean, man. So, you know, that's just, that's just something. That's just something. I'm going to move on. But this, this was hanging over the entire evening, right? Where it's like, oh, when, when is Brock going to cash in tonight? He, first of all, will he even show up? That's the first thing. Anyway, but let's. Let, let's start going. Let's do. Let's start doing our segment by segment thing. First and foremost, Roman Reigns comes out. Roman Reigns comes out, and uh, uh, and uh, he hits the ring because he has a match coming up. He has a match with the Usos versus Drew McIntyre and the Revival, which I thought was an excellent idea. I, I really, really dug this idea, I, and I even thought that this was the best thing that they could do tonight. I really did. Uh, regard because and and it's a relatively fresh match, and it's something that we do want to see. Roman Reigns and the Usos together a lot more. That's fantastic, and the revival being put in these big match situations. Sure, why not? And Drew's fantastic. The Roman comes out, but uh, he starts to cut his promo. But Shane McMahon comes out. And he cuts him off and he says, well, I can't wait to shut you up this weekend, this Friday. And he keeps on rambling about how great he is. You know, the, the usual stuff. And, uh, and uh, Roman tells him to, uh, he tells him to shut up. And he says he's going to beat up uh, Drew in two weeks. Uh, he says he's going to, after he's done beating Shane up, 
He's going to beat up Drew in two weeks at Stomping Grounds. That's odd because no matches have been announced yet. But, uh, you know, maybe maybe Roman has an inside scoop. Maybe he can make his matches himself and just decide, like, right here, I'm deciding. This is... I'm Chop. Yeah, okay. Um, then Drew comes out with Shane and he says he's uh, going to end Roman at Stomping Grounds. So they're all, they're all in agreement. Everyone was aware except except for us. And the match starts. Uh, no, uh, sorry, the match doesn't start exactly there because while Drew is talking, it distracts Roman long enough for the revival to attack Roman from behind, coming out from the audience. And the Usos then come in for the save and then everybody starts, starts staring at each other and then the match starts. It starts with Dash Wilder eating a super kick. He rolls to the outside uh, with, um, with uh, Scott Dawson. And while they're on the outside, they eat double dives from the Usos. So then we, of course, cut away from commercial because things are getting way too exciting. Back from commercial, Jimmy is uh, kicking the shit out of uh, Dash Wilder. Dawson and Drew distract uh, Jimmy Uso, though, and that allows Dash to hit a dropkick. And uh, the heels get pretty much in control here. Drew comes in and starts chopping on Jimmy. Does his deadlift suplex, which is always really cool. Covers, but only gets two. The heels uh, go to work on uh, for the rest of the match here on Jimmy, who is your babyface in peril for the match here is entirely cut off. And they do some really fantastic heel work, uh, all three of them together. And especially, you know, points to the revival here for really acting the heel team here, like doing heel shit on the babyfaces and showing off that, uh, that really crisp dynamics that they have. Uh, uh, Dash and, and Scott together it was fantastic it was really really some fantastic stuff um, they they do the oh I can almost reach my partner here on the corner but I can you're holding me back and I'm just fingertips away spot thing that I don't like but that's really my my main my main grab, gripe of the match which isn't so bad um, it also leads to Jimmy eating one of uh, Scott Dawson's spine busters. So it couldn't have, it could have been all that bad. Back uh, from commercial again, Roman get the uh, Roman actually got the hot tag during the commercial. All right, so what the fuck? Roman super punches uh, Drew and Dash. Shane uh, then trips Jay Uso, who is going up on the top rope, and that that infuriates Roman, who goes after Shane on the outside. And while he's on the outside, Drew claymores Roman. Jimmy eats a shatter machine from the revival. Then Drew, who's the legal man, goes back into the ring and Claymore's Jay Uso covers him and gets the win. Mm-mm-mm. And after the match, Shane McMahon is, uh, well, he's in the ring and he starts directing traffic. He gets, uh, he gets the heels to bring Roman back into the ring. The revival hit a shatter machine on Roman. Drew hits a Claymore, and Shane McMahon hits a spear. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing. This is this is what it was good for, right? This, this was basically what, what this match served for. Served as. Served to be. It served to... Um, it, it, it served to bring attention to the fact that Shane, you know, knows some moves and he's smart because he has an entourage and he has a legitimate chance at beating Roman Reigns 
this weekend or this this weekend it's this friday uh at uh super showdown honestly i really sincerely hope that roman reigns defeats shane mcmahon in a way that shane gets stretchered out of the ring and we don't see him for months i'm just done with shane and you know whoever thinks shane mcmahon is really great on the mic is is wrong <laughs> just wrong shane is good when he has someone to play off of like have some dynamic banter with that's why he and the miz worked so well together because they did have chemistry now shane is supposed to be the heel and carry all the promos it's just not working just not working um let's see here Reigns versus McIntyre at stomping grounds equals Survivor Series. This is Webby saying this. Reigns versus McIntyre at stomping grounds equals Survivor Series rules out of the window. Which is true, right? Because I guess the wild card does apply to pay-per-views. I don't understand. It just... Because because Roman is still on SmackDown and... And uh, and Drew is on uh, is on is on Raw, but you see now we we've kind of lost track of all of this with the wild card rule. Now it's sort of like oh Roman's on the show on both shows every week regardless. It doesn't matter, right? God, I hate the wild card rule. Uh, I want to say hello to Babaruski, CM Phil, and Shane McMayonnaise who are in the chat tonight. Shane McMayonnaise. We get a shot of Lance Armstrong and Matthew McConaughey in in the in the uh, in the audience with a bunch of kids. McConaughey is wearing a fantastic shirt. I think Renee mentioned it, and I have to concur that was a handsome shirt. Next, we have a Miz TV segment where Seth is the guest. Seth Rollins, of course, Universal Champion. Uh, he and Miz talk about the fact that the uh, cash-in is happening tonight, but Seth is skeptical because he doesn't, he doesn't even know if Brock is going to show up, much less cash-in. And they start talking about Super Showdown, and then the, the Titan Tron cuts to the back where we see a, a large vehicle arrive out of which Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar step out of. They started walking towards the ring, but Brock stops uh, before hitting gorilla position. And he turns away, goes down another hallway because, because it's his rules. He's not ready to go out. Seth was ready for him, though. What a segment. Oh, boy. Talk about another segment. Lucha House Party come to the ring because they have a match again. They have a, they have a match, but we don't know against who. Kind of like what happened at... Um, at the last pay-per-view, right? At Money in the Bank. Where Lucha House Party had a match. But then Lars Sullivan came out and beat them up. Well, this was the same thing here. The Lucha House Party came out. They had a match scheduled. But instead, Lars Sullivan comes out and beats them up. But he didn't entirely beat them up. Uh, because the Lucha guys uh, the Lucha guys used their 
cohesiveness, their uh, their three minds as one, their hive mind to uh, at least drop kick Lars out of the ring, not take him out, but drop kick him out of the ring, and that sort of pissed Lars off, sort of the, give the impression that uh, it's not going to be a complete squash match at uh, uh, at Super Showdown this weekend. But I got to tell you, this is the question that I have to ask here. And uh, I want to toss this over to you, chat, because, you know, sometimes you guys are so, so wise in the chat. Let me... Who... Who's supposed to be wrestling Lucha House Party? Or as they apparently like to be known now as the Lucha Avengers, because they want to, you know, they they feel like... uh, I guess they feel like uh, Lars Sullivan is their Thanos, right? <laughs> um, so basically, who have they, who's been scheduled to fight Lucha House Party and hasn't been happening? Now, if I'm that team, at this point, I'm pissed off. I'm going up to Vince McMahon's door and I'm knocking on the door and I'm like, Vince, the hell man twice in a row that we're supposed to go out there and have a match and it's not happening because of Lars Sullivan we're not even announced you don't even put us on the card people don't even know that they're supposed to have a match that Lucha House Party is supposed to have a match against us Vince what are we supposed to do jeez (laughs) um Anyway, we have the Iconics backstage who are making fun of Nikki Cross and then Alexa comes in to break it up and they have some, they do some Australian jokes. And I use the word jokes lightly. And Alexa, Alexa starts talking to to Nikki where she's like, you know, I know, you know, you've become good friends with Becky and, you know, uh, you know I'm sorry I wasn't there for uh, I mean. Alexa's like, no, 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 you're my friend. You know, you've been here, you know, and looking after me, even though people weren't looking at, you know, hadn't even noticed I was here. And and Ale- and she reassures Alexa that she's still a friend. And look, this, <laughs> if there's one thing that we know about Alexa Bliss is that she is going to shit all over Nikki Cross sooner than later. Poor Nikki. Like at this point, we just feel bad for Nikki. Nikki's being... So beautifully naive right now. We love her to death, but we know what's going to happen. Right? Are we okay with this? I think we're okay with this. <laughs> you know, we're just gonna we're just gonna wait for it to happen. <laughs> um Yeah, we'll just we'll just wait for all of this to happen. I want to say hello to Carlos who joined the chat, Sports and Things. We have uh, J.S. Brown who's in here as well. Uh, Robert Larry who's joined us. There's, uh, you know, at this, I, a lot of people joining in here. Yeah, I, and, and I know a few of you people are joining, uh, and I thank you for joining now that the uh, the uh, Fightful Pod Life, uh, the Fightful Life podcast is over. And and since uh, since we're moving on to my second and a half hour here, I'd just like to take a moment to uh, to remind you people, not remind you, but to tell you people, announce with great, great joy and great, great pleasure the return of the Division podcast, Fightful's 
uh, podcast on women's wrestling. We'll be returning this weekend. Kristen Ashley's going to take back the helm after a short, short hiatus. I will be there as a panelist along um, uh, uh, along with, I think it's um, um, Andrew Thompson. There we go, right? It's Andrew Thompson. Uh, Kristen will correct me if it's not Andrew. We can be sure about that. Uh, this weekend, uh, Andrew Thompson, who is, who writes, who is a news writer for Fightful, we're going to be discussing the uh, past few weeks' uh, events uh, that have uh, that have uh, surrounded women's wrestling. So it's good. It'll be good to be back. It'll be good to be back in the uh, Division Podcast saddle again. So make sure, make sure that you guys just jump in. Uh, that you guys jump in. Uh, find us uh, this weekend. Uh, on the uh, on the Fightful Podcast Network. That'll be fantastic. So we'll be doing that right now. Um, oh, it's Jeremy. It's Jeremy Lambert. Okay. There we go. And yet, yes, I do think I know where I am. I think. <laughs> um, so next we have uh, Becky Lynch who comes out for for a quick segment, uh, Becky runs down. Uh, she comes, she has a microphone. She starts re- running down her recent accomplishments. She says that uh, she's never been more content in her entire life, and contentment is not a good thing for a competitive uh, for a competitive wrestler like her. Uh, she says uh, um, she says that that there's nothing worse here that can happen to a fighter. But when Lacey Evans cost her the SmackDown Women's Title. Against Charlotte, that pissed her off, and and being pissed off brings out the best in her, and it also brings out Lacey Evans from the back as well. Lacey uh, comes to the ring and she uh, says that she uh, she refuses to have a woman like Becky Lynch be champion and represent the division. And then Charlotte Flair comes out, wild card rules, and she reminds us that she's a she became a nine time women's champion she also, she in fact she reminds us that she is halfway she is halfway to uh to getting uh she is halfway to getting her um uh to getting to her dad's record which is a little odd not odd but it's not something that she speaks about very often but she is halfway there um and uh Lacey calls her, uh, Lacey calls her a daddy's girl in need for attention and Lacey punches her and she punches her with her right hand, right? And the right hand is the woman's right, right? Isn't that like her finisher? That's her thing. And, um, and yeah, you know, she basically, uh, <laughs> she basically, th- th- this goes exactly in what I like to talk about when I say that punches as finishers are stupid. She she takes a swing at her, she punches her, and um, she takes a swing at her, she punches her, and she 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 doesn't go down like it's her finisher. But she swung with her right hand. So when is it when is it a uh, when is it a an actual finisher and when is it uh, just a punch? And this is what I don't like. This is really what I don't like about punches as finishers, you have a good example right here. Not quite sure what, what happens, and uh, and it either looks stupid or not. 
Anyway, this was uh, this was not good, folks. This was not a good match. As much as I was a little aggravated that this had been uh, that this had turned out to be like uh, a bit of a, a bit of a dumb match, uh, not not a dumb match, but a, a match that was given to us way too early. Um, I was kind of disappointed. I was kind of disappointed at what happened. Charlotte, like, I I really felt that they should have kept this for later down the road. Just on the, on the, uh, just on to create a compelling story out of Lacey and Charlotte. I thought they had something there. But as things went forward in the match, you're like, no, they, they really should have waited because they, uh, this wasn't good. This this wasn't good. It feels like they weren't uh, that they were told very last minute that this was happening. That they didn't have time to prepare anything. Uh, there were some moves that were whiffed. This really wasn't. Uh, this wasn't good. This was not good. Um. But anyway, the match and the and the match actually comes to an end when uh, Becky attacks Charlotte to 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 get revenge on Lacey Evans, who cost her the SmackDown title by having her win by disqualification. This this was all very confusing to me. And I, it it's a shame. Uh, look, at this point, Charlotte and Lacey don't have chemistry together. It just, it doesn't work. Or like I said, maybe they just weren't prepared to, uh, to go after each other. But uh, yeah, you know, it, it it wasn't fan it, it wasn't fantastic. Next, Rey Mysterio comes out uh, to relinquish the title, the U.S. title, because of his very legitimate injury to his shoulder, and uh, he's uh, he relinquishes it to directly to uh, to Samoa Joe. Um, Rey says that he has to set the right example for his son, who is training to become a wrestler like his dad, as a man and as a champion. He's going to relinquish the title. Joe comes out. And uh, basically, Ray says to him that he's won championships his entire career. He's done it through pain and injury. But tonight, he has to do it. He's going to relinquish the title directly to Samoa Joe. That's something you don't see very often. But as Ray leaves the ring, Joe Kakina clutches him because he's such an asshole. (laughs) He's a terrible, terrible man. Uh, so Joe's U.S. champion again, folks. So we'll see where this goes. Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman had an arm wrestling match tonight to hype up their match at uh, Super Showdown. And um, you know what? I thought I'd hate this, <laughs> but I didn't. And you know why I didn't hate it? Because it didn't overstay its welcome. And I... I think that everything was done here just perfectly or at least good enough to not be, uh, like I said, it didn't overstay its welcome just long enough. Uh, Lashley takes some time to set himself up to grab the little post thing. The, uh, what do you call it? The, um, the hand rest or whatever. He takes his time to do that. And then he actually slaps Braun across the face, which I thought was a nice touch. Braun flits the table and he's ready to go, but the referee interferes. 
They, 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 they start to do the arm wrestling thing and Lashley's hands slip out. So they go and get some chalk and I'm like, yeah, can see where the, how this is going to end. So with their hands all nice and chalky, they, 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 they do the actual arm wrestling. Braun wins. But after Bobby Lashley just tosses chalk into his eyes. And Braun eats a power slam. That's fun. Carmilla's backstage and she's looking for our truth who's in the building somewhere. And behind her is sneaking, is sneaky Drake Maverick with EC3 and his solo cup and a ref. Drake is directing traffic like he's a, uh, like he's a, a, an army sergeant. He goes, he's giving QZ stalking because he says, follow Carmilla, that will lead us to our truth. Next match, we have Nikki Cross versus Peyton Royce. That happens in the that happens in this in the ring here. Starts off early with uh, Peyton hitting a spinning heel kick on Nikki Cross. Some stomps in the corner. Nikki gets whipped into the corner. Then uh, Peyton does her patented foot choke. They trade up some uh, roll up pin attempts, but Peyton does a rope hang stretch on Nikki Cross, which is something she did quite a bit in NXT. Don't remember seeing it all that often since she's been up on main, so that's good to see back. Nikki gets caught in a submission and uh, uh, on the ground, and she's bleeding from the mouth. Something, something happened. Maybe she just, maybe just bit her tongue. Nikki fights back with an elbow, some forearms, runs Peyton down with an elbow, and that fires up the crowd. She hits the corner avalanche, running bulldog, covers Peyton, but only gets two. Top rope cross body uh, follows, but Peyton dodges it and. Nikki just lands face first on the mat. Meanwhile, on the outside, Alexa Bliss, who was with Nikki Cross, forgot to mention, gets some coffee delivered to her. Hand-delivered in lovely little mugs. Peyton is distracted by this. She goes, what the hell? Coffee? Are you kidding me? And I don't know why that's such a big deal for Peyton. Has she tried to get coffee delivered to her ringside previously? And And she was told no. And she's like, what is this? You know? What is this preferential treatment? Uh, and, uh, you know, well, basically Peyton, uh, Peyton gets distracted because of all this coffee talk. And she kicks the coffee cup out of Alexa's hand. Alexa slips on the coffee. She falls down and Billy Kay is out there and she, she points and laughs. And her, jean, her white jeans are stained. That's why it turns out that's why she was wearing white clothes so that the coffee would show up. But um, as Peyton is done laughing herself at Alexa, she goes back in the ring. But Nikki is waiting for her and he hits the purge. And that's the match. Nikki Cross with the win over the uh, one half of the tag team champions, women's tag team champions. And after the match, Alexa Bliss, she's pissed. She gets into the ring and she drop kicks Billy Kay for making fun of her because she soiled her pants, basically. <laughs> um, so there you have it. The, the was a, was a fun match. It was fine. It was fine. I'm just really waiting, re- ready, willing, and able, excited, looking forward to the Iconics actually winning matches as champions 
instead of them being positioned as these uh, high-level jobbers. Don't get me wrong, I love the Iconics and I think they're fantastic in their role. I think once in a while, getting a win, getting a win would, uh, would, be, would be a good idea. Kristen Ashley signing off for the evening. Good night, Kristen. Um, let's see here. Robert Larry says, I cannot wait for the ratings for this episode of Monday Night Raw. Can anyone say the fifth lowest non-holiday episode of Monday Night Raw in 2019? We'll see how that how that goes down. Joe Anthony says, uh, Nikki's character, I think, is just uh, that of someone who has some who had some issues slash screws loose, but it all looked all it took was a friend and Alexa to calm her down a bit. It's not a bad theory. Then Shane McMahonese says, but then she does her entrance and gets in the ring and acts all wacky again. So there is that, yeah, I see there is that discrepancy between the, between between them both. Uh, at this point, I, I, I took a note here that I was, uh, I wrote down that I thought it was hilarious that, um, uh, that uh, WWE here was trying to create some suspense, you know, by... Um, by uh, establishing, you know, hey, Brock is here. He was promised he would cash in, but will he do it? And at when will he do it? You know, it's, it doesn't matter at this point. You know, it's like, we know, you know, you've told us that he's going to cash in tonight. We don't care about what quarter hour it happens in. We, you know, it's been set. We're not, the thrill is gone, folks. The thrill is gone. <laughs> Seth is in the ring right now, um, and he starts cutting a promo, and Brock's music hits, but Brock doesn't come out, so Seth's fed up, and he challenges Brock to come out right now and cash shit on him right now, and out comes Baron Corbin instead, not exactly who we were expecting, and he says he's, we're going to beat Seth Rollins for the Universal title. Seth says he's going to have to pry it from his cold, dead hands. Baron says that's okay because he retired Kurt Angle and he'll retire you, son, talking to Seth. Well, then they, of course, go at it. Corbin eats a dive uh, from, from Seth on the outside. But then Brock's music hits again. That distracts Seth, which allows Corbin to run in and hit the end of days. And then Brock Lesnar comes out and he has a chair. He low blows Seth. Starts beating the shit out of him with steel chair shots. Very reminiscent of the uh, WrestleMania match, right? German suplexes. Seth. And Heyman is like, now, Brock, now do it. And he's like, briefcase, make it happen. Brock says, not now. Gets Seth on the outside. He hits an F5 on the floor. And as Michael Cole calls it, a bone-crushing F5. He beats up Rollins, Rollins some more. German suplex. And Heyman is like, are you doing it? Are we cashing in? And Heyman just tells him very calmly. Well, not very calmly. He shouts to him. Friday. Friday. Oh. That was a hell of a beating. It was a good beating. <laughs> it was really, really a good, good beating. That uh, that Seth took here, um, Brock just went nuts with the chair. I mean, the chair doesn't bend 
uh, doesn't bend simply because of a few shots. Like he was wailing, he was wailing into him. And we saw it, you know, he opened Seth up hard way. There was a bit of blood there. That wasn't planned. But man, that was crazy. That was just nuts. It was a good, good beating that Seth took. He actually had to do a stretcher job. Went into an ambulance and uh, and they even had Becky Lynch there, you know, real life girlfriend. Not exactly, not exactly a storyline thing. I think that's always interesting. They let her get into the uh, to the ambulance as well. Here's my prediction, though, folks. I think that at Super Showdown, Brock Lesnar is cashing in, but he's going to cash in on Kofi. And that'll set up Brock versus Kofi at SummerSlam with most likely Kofi retaining. Uh, not retaining, but regaining. I think that'd be a fantastic show. It'd be a fantastic story and would be excellent booking for Kofi. The, uh, the continuation of the excellent booking of Kofi Kingston, to be perfectly frank, because I think they've been doing a fantastic job with him. Fantastic, fantastic job. <laughs> Shane McManus says, the, says Brock should cash in on Seth at the hospital. That is true. He should. <laughs> Next, we get uh, a very, a very special episode. A very, very special episode of Firefly Funhouse. Am I right? Bray is there and he's he tells us, today I have something super serious to talk to you about. He's like, exercise! And he's wearing, he's wearing a, a tank top that says Wyatt Jim on it. And, uh, and he has Zubas pants with a, with a, uh, um, a, a waist pouch forget how the, what the exact word is, but he's looking like your quintessential 80s wrestler. He puts a headband on and he says, he, and he introduces us to a new friend called Huskus the Pig Boy, clearly a reference to his Husky Harris character. Huskus is, he's, he doesn't take good care of himself. And he's, om nom nom, he's eating chocolate. And he says, one day you're going to be great. He tells this to, to Huskis if he takes care of himself. One day you'll be great. People will even tell you that you have the whole world in your hands. And I, I posited this theory uh, when the whole Firefly Funhouse started. All the puppets, all the extra characters, they're all representations of Bray's uh, personas, right? Uh, Abigail being... You know, uh, the Sister Abigail part, the metaphysics, the the weird, the 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 weird m mystical side of Bray, cult leader. Uh, uh, Mercy the Buzzard is clearly the um, the uh, Whalen Mercy inspired character that he started off with in NXT with the uh, Hawaiian shirts. Uh, Ramblin' Rabbit was the part where the part of him towards the end where he all he was doing was just talking and talking, rambling, no real uh, no real sense to his promos. That's essentially what it was. I love that. I love that. Um, and uh, 
I, I really love that. So, so now we're going to, to, to Husky here. But then the kicker here happens. It happens when the door to the funhouse opens and in peaks a devil Vince McMahon. And right then and there, I'm like, oh my God. The memes that we are going to have with this for the next year. And Vince is like, you've got to get your act together or you're... And he's about to say fired, but Bray's like, no, 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 no. Here, watch. You know, this is what we're going to do. And they do the muscle man dance, all right? The Well, you've seen it. And if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to stand here and try to describe what it was. It was essentially the things that Vince McMahon just loves about, or at least loved about his 1980s big man wrestlers doing entertainment, dancing and singing. Oh. This was fantastic. This was absolutely fantastic stuff. I was so pleased. And I'm going to remember this edition of the Firefly Funhouse for a very, very, very long time. This was... And it's crazy how each edition has just brought something new. And on Twitter, I wrote... They always get better. It's not that they always necessarily get better. It's just there's always something new about them. There's always something where you're like, did I just see this? Oh, this is fresh. And tonight, I'm a... <laughs> tonight, the dance, the, the, the dance video, the, whole, the, the song itself, the whole situation, the Vince McMahon doll... That just blew my mind. That could that just absolutely blew my mind. JS Brown, no, I am not showing anyone the muscle man dance. You can trust me on that. That is. This was something special. It was something special. And on a, on an on an evening of of Raw where everything was just like sinewy and going back and forth. Oh. That was so, so good. Look, if you haven't seen it, you have to go out of your way to see it. It's really just as simple as that. Then we had a segment with Triple H and Randy Orton where Triple H and Randy Orton say some stuff to each other, you know, trying to put over the fact that they've had this, this epic, memorable feud that has lasted for the past 20 years which isn't exactly the case and uh, Randy Orton at some point the highlight here is when Randy Orton tells Hunter yeah I'll, I'll wait for you in the ring or something like that if you if you'll have if, if you want if you'll ret- if you'll retrieve your balls from Stephanie's purse Triple H answers them that you know his balls are so big they're a burden but you wouldn't know that, Randy, because you've never had any balls. And that's your that's your build-up to that match for Superstar, um, Super Showdown. A 
Last match of the evening was Ricochet versus Cesaro. Um, I was really, really looking forward to this. But man, this was way too short. Especially since they were building it as a rubber match, you know? Cesaro starts off with some uh, shoulder tackles. He runs the ropes. Uh, Ricochet uh, jumps to sort of splash Cesaro, but Cesaro catches him and flips him around in a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker, covers him, but only gets two. <clears throat> he hits some European uppercuts. He catches, he catches Ricochet again, flips him up for a slam, but Ricochet Hurricane Ron is off. Cesaro rolls to the outside. Ricochet runs the barricades. He almost loses his footing, but manages to keep his balance long enough to hit a Hurricane Ron into the floor. And that, friends, is uh, is something special because he was he was sliding off the barricade. He did not have good footing. And yet he managed. He managed to pull off his move nonetheless. Uh, Ricochet's on the apron. Then he does his parkour moonsault. Onto, uh, onto Cesaro. Back from commercial, Ricochet uh, hits the ropes. Sunset flips Cesaro, but Cesaro stays standing. Instead, he picks up Ricochet, who flips over him again, finally getting the sunset flip, covering Cesaro, but only gets two. Uh, Ricochet goes up to the top rope, eats a European uppercut. Then uh, Cesaro does, uh, again, the, uh, the he superplexes, he's on the second rope, and he superplexes Ricochet from the apron, bring him back into the inside. That's crazy balance strength. Oh, it's, it's such a cool move. That's so, so cool. Um, then Ricochet does uh, the re-entry thing that he did last week, you know, with the head scissors where he handstands on the side of the apron and then head scissors, um, head scissors Cesaro from behind, then crunches his way up he did that spot last week, but instead of uh, following through with a Hurricane Rana, uh, Cesaro blocks it, and he does the Cesaro swing instead. Some near falls occur that ends with uh, Ricochet satelliting some over Ricochet, but doesn't quite get the move that he uh, was intending. It was uh, uh, just a little off, let's put it that way. But he does end up getting a crucifix pin on Cesaro for the win. So the rubber match is Ricochet who got it. But it was too short. It was too short. And many things that we saw last week on their last match. So not as uh, not equally as impressive either. But too quick. Honestly, much, much too quick. After the match, Cesaro just waylays. Ricochet, he goes to the outside, goes under the ring, pulls out a ladder. I'm like, oh, what is he going to do with this? And he puts it back in. What a dick. And he keeps looking around. And he pulls out a table instead of, like, oh, what is he going to do with this? He pulls the table out. And <laughs> lying flat against the table as he's dragging it out is our truth And that was our truth just standing still like, and sort of looking... And I thought that was absolutely perfect. I really did think that was perfect. Ricochet takes out Cesaro then uh, just as a measure of revenge as the C-team runs in to try and pin our truth uh, They're all schmozzing on the outside and uh, Cedric Alexander does something on a, on a Raw 
and he uh, actually Topican heals onto the mass of bodies on the outside, but our truth manages to avoid it. He runs into the ring and he's smiling. He's <laughs> gotcha. But he turns around and Drake Maverick is there. Drake Maverick is ready to 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 th- to throw fisticuffs to get at it. But instead, he eats a Carmella super kick. He falls and he hits flyers are all over. They scatter all over the air. And Truth and and Carmella flee. Everyone runs after him. This this was a fun way to use the twenty four seven title. I'm okay with it, and I'm sure by now you saw the um, the golf course. Uh, well, they actually showed it on on Raw tonight, but this weekend the golf course thing that they did on social media. That's exactly the kind of stuff that they have to do with this title. That's what it's for. Our truth hidden under the ring. Look, his character is so ridiculous. It just works. It's just like, of course, he's under the ring and his facial expressions were perfect. That's what, That was fun. That was a lot of fun. And, uh, well, Raw came to an end with Undertaker coming out. And uh, barely barely not getting his, uh, all of his, uh, all of his promo in before, um, before 11 o'clock. <laughs> then it was Undertaker. Just saying, Goldberg, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you. That's that. I mean, it's always, you know, Undertaker coming to the ring, being Undertaker is, yes, I get it. It's an event. It's an attraction, right? As some people might say, it's an attraction. But I mean, it's, there's also a level of it that's very, very old hat. That's just something. It's just something that happens now. Oh well, that's how it ended, and apparently, um, apparently, uh, Goldberg is going to be on SmackDown tomorrow. So we'll see what kind of stuff that what kind of stuff happens there, right? Goldberg on SmackDown for the first time. We're being told. Oh boy, it's exciting stuff. <laughs> Uh, well, there you have it, folks. That was, uh, that was Monday Night Raw. Hmm. Aside from Firefly Funhouse, tonight's episode of Firefly Funhouse, there wasn't really anything to this. I had a good opening match, though. I thought it was fine. It was okay. But man, oh man, oh man. It's a go-home show, and it felt like a go-home show, and it's... Uh, it just drains me a bit more because it's a go-home show for a show that I'm not going to watch. So, can't wait for it to be done. Let's put it that way. Well, folks, I am done. I'm done here this evening. I want to thank you all for joining us live here in the chat. All of you who popped in this evening to uh, join me here live on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Or if you're listening uh, on demand or on, uh, on your podcast app. Thank you as well. That's fantastic. Be sure uh, be sure to join me tomorrow for my SmackDown Live recap show, Tuesday, 10.30 p.m. right here on youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. And uh, we'll just, I'll just thank you again one more time for, for coming out. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>